What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Marriage Mondays here on the Two Feet on the Ground Gravity Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris. And I'm your other host, Jamie. And today we're going to be talking about reframing the conversation as we have conflict in marriage. That's right. We're going to be circling back to episode 37 when Jamie and I openly discussed a conflict that we were having, and we're going to be reframing it. I don't know, Jamie, what do you think? Do we give this a shot? Absolutely. Here we go. In our episode of Cover Me, we unpacked a conflict live on the air. I'm not going to lie, it was a little bit uncomfortable. But what we were talking about was Chris wanting to join the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu group. And my conflict was the potential that he could be hurt. And then just what it meant time commitment-wise for us. What would we be having together? And what, what are the real chances of me getting hurt, though, James? I mean, like, I am not very injury-prone. I'm not sure what to say here. Are we playing right now? We're having some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, last night I decided to do a track meet with one of my old high school buddies. And it was just a four by four, folks. Just one lap around the trap. Like, this is simple, right? This man runs three miles on a regular basis. One lap around the track is no problem. I'm a runner. Yep, totally. This is going to be easy. And about at the 200 meter mark, I heard a pop in my left leg and uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm definitely nursing that injury. So so yes, Jamie's fear of me being injured was a valid one. Uh, can't blame her for thinking that. So in episode 37, it was entitled "Cover Me," and in this episode, we talked about some law enforcement and military principles. Chris, could you explain that for our listeners? Yeah, I I described it kind of on two levels. First of all. From a military level, I talked about what's called bounding overwatch, where you and teammates are moving towards uh, an agreed-upon objective, and you're bounding, meaning one person's moving at a time, and the other person is providing cover to a danger area. And then from a law enforcement perspective, I equated it to searching a building where you're moving through a building to make sure that no, there's no one inside that's dangerous, no criminals, you know, like on a burglary alarm or something along those lines. And you're you're depending on your teammates to literally cover angles that you don't have covered. Uh, your back, your side, and just the importance of covering each other. And then we we equated this over to the marriage where you need to cover each other. There's There's ways that we support each other. There's ways that we have each other's back. And that was kind of the springboard to this overall conversation of me joining the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gym. Well, this week after our episode aired, Chris got a call from somebody he values a lot, and her name is Doc Shauna Springer. And she offered some insights to what she heard play out on our podcast. Could you talk about that, Chris? Yeah. First of all, uh, Doc Springer is well-versed in this area. And she is an expert in post-traumatic stress injuries, has worked in counseling uh, couples in marriage, and really serves the military and first responders communities. In fact, uh, if you don't know who she is, she's written a couple books. One is Warrior. The other, more recently released, that she wrote with Michael Sugru is Relentless Courage. Amazing books. And then she was kind enough to have Jamie and me on on a uh, Bay Area 
news program called Veterans Voice. You could search for that on YouTube. I just share all that because Sean is a remarkable woman doing a lot of things for other people so that they can have stronger relationships. And I was really interested to hear her takeaway because of the fact that she's an expert in these areas. So as she listened to Jamie and me in a very raw way, kind of express this conflict that we were going through on the air to all you folks, she pointed out a few things and I thought they were really valuable and something that we could circle back and talk about today. So the first was she pointed out that Jamie and I were kind of working through this, this dichotomy of, of where we were both coming at this conversation. Jamie uh, had an issue with, with this primal instinct that was within her in reference to time together and what this decision was going to do to affect this primal instinct that she that she is made to protect. And she pointed out, for me, I was dealing with this moral code, this, this thing within me that believed I needed to be ready to get in a fight for my life, both to protect myself and to protect the community around me as a police officer. So she pointed these two dichotomies out. And then she gave us some really great tools that we're going to give you here in just a second that we hope will benefit your marriage. And it really had to do with, first and foremost, reframing the conversation to increase the the likelihood of success. And then the second piece was reciprocating cover, making sure that we're covering our spouse. I I don't know, James, do you want to talk about this whole idea of primal instinct? Did Doc have it right is that something you feel is is just something in your core in reference to guarding the time that we have together? I absolutely do, 100%. Now, I don't think I could have told you this is a primal instinct to protect for me. But when Chris told me that Doc Springer had said that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's exactly right. If you've not listened to the episode yet, we had agreed upon Chris going to jujitsu twice a week. That's two nights a week taking time away from the family, our marriage, for him to go and invest there. And that was the agreed upon time. Well, something we were working through on the air is Chris posed, what if I find time during the week while you guys are at work and school to go as well? And then I also go at those two times during the week that we have agreed upon. And in my mind, this is still within the rule, right? Because we've agreed that I'm going to be gone two nights a week. So if I can fit in extra a third day, a fourth day, I don't know, a seventh day, that it's not going to violate what we've agreed upon, but Jamie processed that differently than I did. Because if if the shoe was on the other foot and I was asking this of Chris, and if I could find a way to get my two days in without it taking time away from us, I would then cancel out the other days. In my mind, that makes sense to me. Because I'm still protecting this primal instinct time frame that I'm just wanting to have for he and I or for our family. And I'm finding another time frame to fulfill what it is I was wanting to do. But that's not how he processed it. No. And Doc pointed something out to me. And I think we said it on the previous podcast about this being a piece of my moral code. But honestly, I think that just slipped out. That was not scripted when I talked about how much I had already processed this. I had trained in mixed martial arts at the beginning of my law enforcement career 17 years ago. I had invested time in it, into it. When I got to my first agency, uh, Jamie and I were in agreement that I would continue doing that, and I did it for a while. And the fact that I haven't been doing that for 15 years has been this, 
this small voice in the back of my head of why aren't you doing your job? Why aren't you preparing for the worst day imaginable? When you're in a fight for your life, you have no cover yet. They're coming, but you don't have them yet. And you're going to need to be able to use your, your trained skills to protect the community and to protect your own life. And so the fact that I had been failing to step up and do something about it was, was that small voice in my head of you're, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're not being who you are. It's a violation almost of integrity. Now, again, I wasn't going that far in my brain in processing all of that, but the inner feeling I had in the shame would be too har- too harsh of a word, but just the almost this failure. I'm failing in this area. It's something I need to address, but I just don't know when I'm going to have time to address it. And so the fact that that Shauna, that Doc Springer pointed out that that was something that she heard loud and clear from from my side of this uh, was was really important. Then, then I feel like it really helped us understand why Jamie and I were having conflict in this. I don't know, Jamie, do you have any more about that or should we get into reframing? I just think that while we were on the air last time, I told you I shouldn't have a problem with this. It doesn't take any time away from me. But when Doc Springer called this my primal instinct, she's absolutely right. I was protecting what I thought was, this is my time, our time. So it made more sense to me, and I'm thankful for that. Yeah. And folks, when when we have this, this conflict and these really strong approaches or, or thoughts on a conversation, you might need to... Be, call for a hold. You might need to call for a pause. Within military movements and police movements, this is something we do. If someone on your team says hold, you don't know why they said it, but you're going to listen because you're trusting that they're seeing something that you aren't seeing right now. And you need to hold, you need to stop, you need to ask questions, you need to process, you need to figure out what's going on so that we don't move forward into a danger area and have, have some really bad consequences. And one of the things I hear myself say, or I know that we've done in our marriage is we'll either put a pin in it and circle back, or I know that I've told Chris, I'm going to need some time to think on this because I process obviously differently than he processes, or maybe he's already been thinking on it before I even know the question. So it's okay to hold and to take some time. Yeah. The next thing that that Doc gave us was she she gave us a tool to reframe this conversation. She suggested to, to Jamie and I, when you have these ideas, and I, I really, pro- she didn't say it just like this, but I think of this in terms of if we're going to change the rules of the game, meaning Jamie and I have our routines, our family routines, our relationship routines that we're moving through. And if we're going to change the rules, we're going to add something or take something away. Uh, we need to come to each other and set up the conversation to have a great conversation. So something Doc suggested is coming to each other and saying, hey, I have an idea that that I want to float to you, I want to discuss, and I can accept a no. So right off the bat, we're telling our spouse, hey, I have something I'm thinking about. This might be a really good idea. But you know what? It might not. I can accept a no. Can we talk about this? And I feel like that really disarms the conversation when we come to each other and just let each other know that a no's okay. And as Jamie and I kind of look through some of the decisions that we've made in our family over the last, 
even just year, we found some things that we felt like we didn't have that intentionality. We didn't sit there and articulate to each other, hey, I can accept a no. But thankfully, that's where we were at. And as Jamie or I said, hey, I don't know about this, the conversation worked really good, but it, but it was less because we set it up properly and more so just the fact that we could accept a no in the conversation. What were some of those things, Jamie, that you and I brainstormed where the conversation went well because we we were able to accept a no? There was a time, I don't know, within the last six months that you were in a volunteer position and we had an idea of how many hours that volunteer position was going to take, what it would look like for our family to make that work. And then you brought to me a question about increasing that. And it wasn't going to be every week, I don't think so, but it was a camp. It was a one-time thing. So I was volunteering at our church youth group. This was a weekly commitment where I was volunteering for three hours a week. And that was the boundary that that we set. But for this camp, it was going to be now an additional couple days over a weekend that I was going to be giving up for the family. And now we're changing the rules of what we had agreed upon. So my answer was no. And I didn't feel guilty in saying that because we already had agreed upon rules for this. Yeah. Another thing that came up here recently was Jamie and I are coming up on our 24th wedding anniversary. And as we talked about how we were going to celebrate that, we wanted to celebrate quasi big. We wanted to do something to where we were going out of town, spending time just the two of us. And so we spent, I don't know, Jamie, what, like a month? Yeah, it's never taken us this long to decide what we want to do together. And after a while, I finally went to her and said, hey, babe, you and I like really don't have a desire to do something specific. We've brainstormed a lot of ideas and we don't love any of them. Let's just stay in town. Let's not go out of town. Let's save our money. Let's wait until we really want to do something. I mean, it's like- Next year. We really want to do something next year. Yeah, the 25th, right? Quarter quell, we got to do something big. Let's just save our money until then. And so it was another one of those conversations where we were both okay changing the plans, but it was less about us being intentional of framing the conversation and more just that we we both agreed with the decision being made. I don't know, Jim, do we flip on the, the opposite of this question now? So the first part of it is Doc Springer said, going to your spouse and saying, hey, I have an idea of something I want us to do or stop doing. And I can accept a no. And it just sets our spouse up for knowing that, hey, if I say no, we're going to be okay here. But there's obviously with that question, the opposite, meaning the times where we were not okay hearing a no, like we're deeply passionate about this thing. And we're coming to our spouse saying, hey, I have this idea. I want to share it with you. I'm really excited about it. I I want to do this. Uh, now, here's the struggle. I'm the dreamer in this relationship, and if you've been listening to Marriage Mondays for any amount of time, Jamie and I have touched on this numerous times, that I have a lot of big ideas. Oftentimes, I do ponder on them long enough that they somehow connect to a moral code, something we ought to be doing somehow. And so for me, I have to be careful when I pull this card out. I think I have to be really careful. If you're like me, You have to be really careful of going to your spouse and saying, hey, I have this idea and I'm not okay with a no. I need you to just get behind me because if we do that all the time, we're going to wear it out. I mean, James, how would you feel if everything I brought to you was 
we need to do this. Like there's like, there's no conversation. I just need you to tell me yes. I would be overwhelmed and we may be divorced. And that think, would be really hard. Think about what it would be violating. I mean, Doc Springer helped us with this. The fact that we're dealing with Jamie's primal instinct to protect time and relationship, right? That's what Jamie's doing here. She's not saying no to events. She's saying no to threats to this relationship. Mm. And, and I'm trying to live out this moral code and who I am. And that's where we're seeing this collision of ideas and passions and division of time. This played out earlier in our marriage. Boy, it was probably 13 years ago. It was right around the time that, um, that I struggled with having an anxiety disorder and experiencing some post-traumatic stress injury. And I came to her when I was a child crime detective and said, hey, babe, why don't we get foster certified, right? That way, when I see one of these kids at work who my heart breaks for because of what has happened to them, and we can't find a suitable foster home to put them in for short-term care, I'll just bring them home with me. And Jamie was like, no. Yeah, that was a quick no for me. And I have a very high amount of respect for people who do foster care. But 13 years ago, we had three young children. And, well, we didn't know it now, but we would have one more. And I was at max capacity as a mother, as a child crime detective wife, as a SWAT wife. He was called away in an instant. I had no more capacity to be on any more than I already was and to have less of him. I couldn't do that. And I'm just super thankful looking back that I had the courage to just stand firm in my no there because very much I wanted to, and still want to please my husband and say the things that brings him joy. But I knew in my gut there that that just was not what was best for us and our family. Yeah. So I would say this, I don't think we're going to go too much further into this, folks. What I would say is you really need to reserve those times that you're not okay hearing a no. <laughs> like, like I would equate this to like, are you ready to pull that card out and you only get to use it, you know, once every 25 years? Because that's the type of thing you should be pulling out that card on. Let's go back to the military and law enforcement principle. I'm okay hearing my team say hold and no a lot. A lot, right? Because I trust them. I trust that they're seeing stuff from a different perspective. They're seeing a danger area that I'm missing. And I want to go home alive. I want to go home and be successful. Or I want to finish this building search or this this mission that we're on. And I want to be successful. And so I'm okay hearing no's. I'm okay hearing holds. Stop. We need to we need to talk about something that's going on. So that's all I have to say about that, folks, is I would say the, the the vast majority majority of the time when we're going to our spouse with something, we need to have that mindset of, hey, I have this idea. I want to share it with you and I can accept a no. I don't know, James, do you have any more to say about that before we move on to reciprocating cover? Nope. I think we can go straight to reciprocating cover. So I liked uh, this last piece that Shauna shared with me, uh, that Doc Springer shared with me. She said, she really strives in these type of circumstances to also make sure that she's doing a great job of covering her husband. And so one of the things that she suggested is me asking, hey, how can I how can I cover you more? And we're not doing this from like a manipulative, 
Help me out here, babe. I don't want to be lowballed and manipulated. Manipulated. I can't even talk right now. Holy smokes. So you don't want to say this, hey, how can I help you more? Oh, by the way, I want a Ferrari or something like that, right? It's genuine in that we're presenting something to our spouse. We're okay hearing a no, but then we're also checking in, hey, am I covering you? Is there anything that I can be doing to support you more? Do you need a timeout with the ladies? Do you need to go, you know, go to dinner with the gals? Do you need to go to a Caribbean island with some friends? It's a yes. Well, that's a yes always for Jamie, but now we need to talk about finances and oh. a few other things. So do you, how about a kitchen pass instead? How about like a few hours out during a weeknight or, sure. or, or, or maybe I need to be picking up the kids, right? Maybe I need to be helping her shuttle people around. So I really liked, I feel like Shauna brought it full circle with that. One, we're talking to our spouses. We're okay hearing a no. And then two, we're also checking in with them to make sure that we're doing a good job of covering them. The call to action today is to reframe the conversation, cover your spouse and allow them to cover you. Thank you for joining us today on this episode of Marriage Mondays. We want to hear from you. There's different ways you can communicate back to us. First and foremost, if you're consuming this on an Apple or Spotify platform, you can still rate and review us. Let us know how we're doing. Down at the bottom of our main page, there's five little stars. We'd really appreciate a five-star rating. That'll increase our viewability on those platforms. However, folks, if we haven't earned a five-star rating... Keep your stars. Instead, shoot us an email at chris at gravityct.com. Let us know how we're doing, how we can make it better, maybe future Marriage Monday topics or guests for me to interview. Remember, friends, getting married is easy. Staying married is really tough. So go and love well.